This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hello, family and friends. I'm Renette Marburg, ready to meet with you on my program, Rise. On this program, we have honest and truthful conversations around family challenges relevant to you. Rise on Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Finding God's truth for a way forward together. Good afternoon, family and friends, and thank you for joining me this afternoon on my program called Rise. And I'm Renette Myberg, and we have got such, we're so privileged to have Chris uh, Joe Sloshu from all the way from Canada in the studio with us today. He is the husband of Maxine of 26 years, and he has four beautiful children, Rebecca, Stefan, Chanel, and Ashley. And we are so this topic that we are speaking about is about, he's written this amazing book, which I cannot stop referring to. It's called The Father's Cry, The Sons Come Home. So welcome, Chris. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. It's such a privilege. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here with you and the, uh, the audience listening to us. It's a privilege to be here. Wonderful. So we've got quite a few questions that we would like to cover in this interview, just in the whole sonship and, you know, that you do all this ministry all over. But we're going to first listen to the next song and we, after that we will continue and we will uh, engage in this interesting book that you've written, especially for those that are lost. Good afternoon, family and friends, and I just want to welcome you. Thank you for joining us on this cloudy day but it is good we need a bit of coolness at the moment it's been so hot here by us but I do want to encourage you that we have got such an interesting um, program today and it is all about our sonship in our and our identity in Christ that is so important and we've got Chris Broshu in the studio all the way from Canada so um Chris, you, I know that you do a lot of prison ministry and a lot of ministry to men and uh, throughout the world. Uh, I mean, you're just never-ending whenever I hear you on some other trip. And it's incredible what you are actually doing and investing in the understanding of who we are in Christ and how important it is. You know, uh, you, know you were just sharing earlier on about the, the, the men that you're meeting in prison. Can you maybe just give us a little bit of a background of what is happening that you are, what are you discovering about our men um, on, at the moment in prison and how are they changing their lives? Well, again, um, like you said, our identity in Christ is of utmost importance. And when I go into the prison, which I was there last week for three days again, I just look at the individuals and I say, God, show me your heart for these individuals. And I don't go there in pretense in a religious way and start telling them what they do or what they should do or what they don't do. I just go there with the love of God. Mm. And the response is, I mean, it, it's mind-blowing. Um, in November, I was there also. My wife was with me, and we were in the juvenile section. They're from the age of 18 to 22. Yes. 
And um, we started sharing with them, and we asked them the question. We said, how many of you have never had a father in your life? And I said, I want you to raise your hands, but don't look around. So I had everybody close their eyes. You know that 95% of the room had their hand up in the air. Oh, my goodness. And I said, so this causes this big hole in Mm. your heart. And I said, Jesus can fill that hole. Amen. And at the end of the time, we had about an hour and a half with them, which is longer than normal, which I was thrilled of. And we said, how many of you want to give your life to Christ? Now, this is hardcore young people. You know, they've been in and out of prison or detention centers for years. Every single one of them gave their heart to Jesus. Oh, praise the Lord. And I prayed with them, and Maxine was there. Now, last week, uh, probably about half of them were at my session. uh, From last time. Yeah, from three months ago. And several of them had received my book, and they're reading it. This young guy walked in, and he said, Chris, he says, I have not stopped reading your book since you gave it to me. He Mm -hmm. said, from page 1 to 95. (laughs) That's the English version because uh, Afrikaans has over 100 pages. But anyways, and and he said, this book is transforming my life. And as I started sharing with them, I said to them, I said, I want you to kneel down. I'm going to pray with you and, and break the curse of fatherlessness over your life. And they all knelt down and I spent 15, 20 minutes prayed Mm. over each one of them. And then when they got up, I said, how many of you would like to receive a fatherly hug? Every single one. There was probably about 40 in the room and they all lined up and waited for a hug from a father figure. And people wonder, why is it that you go into prisons? I could, you know, speak almost anywhere. But I love going there because the need is so great. And it's really the love of God that transforms us. The Bible says very clearly that the love of God will lead us to repentance. It's not the law. It's not the thou shalt, thou shalt not. It's his love that actually draws the people in to Christ. And that's how the whole uh, um, story of sonship comes in. Because God already made a way, and he said, I mean, the word says that no one comes to Christ unless the Father draw him. So God is drawing us to Jesus. Once we come to Jesus, Jesus reveals the Father to us, which gives us identity as sons of God. And sons of God is not male or female. It's talking about a child Mm -hmm. of God. And that's why, because I have people say, why would you call your book, you know, Sons Come Home? What about the girls? I said, sons in Galatians chapter 3 is not male or female. 
because God doesn't see male and female, though he gave us that body. But he looks at the heart and he sees whether or not you're a child of God or not. And that's why I keep going. He's, oh, you're very busy, <laughs> I must say. And, you know, you're so, you're so fortunate to have uh, Maxine on uh, next to you with yes. the whole ministry as well because that just encourages those young men to become, you know, better husbands and better uh, fathers when they see that God can work so wonderfully with uh, husband and wife in something so difficult you know we we needing to get the union the family the family unit back into position because you know when you hear that 95 percent of those youngsters have no parenting um and and you know uh you know i'm actually going to be doing a parenting webinar now on it's not what we've done it's what we're not doing that really is the problem you know, at the not co-parenting properly and not, you know, if we are even absent fathers. So, you know, you mentioned in your book about adoption, you know, that spirit of adoption. And, uh, you know, I was just sharing it with somebody the other day and she was just saying, but I, I feel this. I feel so, so lost. So what leads you to writing that particular chapter? Well, I have the answer again in the Word. In Ephesians chapter 1, in the Passion Translation, it says this. Verse 5, it says, For it was always in his perfect plan to adopt us as delightful children through our union with Jesus Christ, the Anointed One. See, the plan of adoption was always in God's heart. And that's why in, in the book, I, the first chapter is about Adam, where are you? Mm-hmm. See, Adam was the, you know, the son that God created. And Adam went away from the Lord. And then God spoke to him and he said, where are you? So sin separates us from God. That's so Adam was separated from God. Mm-hmm. So God was drawing him back. But the, 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 the purpose of the chapter of the spirit of adoption, because when I came to Africa, when I lived here for five years in 2005, I spent eight months on the beach in Bloberg Strand praying and asking the Lord for the revelation to help people come out of an orphan heart mm-hmm. to the heart of a son. Yes. And after eight months... The Lord gave me the revelation. He said, Chris, it's so simple. And, you know, me, I'm like, well, God, why didn't you tell me this eight months ago? Yes, yes. But the Lord wanted me to really seek him for the key. And the key, he said to me, is the spirit of adoption. Romans uh, 8, verse 14 and 15. It says that the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God, for he has not given us the spirit of bondage, again, to fear, but he has given to us the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry out, Abba, Father. So when you receive the spirit of adoption, I have a spiritual son who's a phenomenal evangelist in the city. He's led over 200,000 people to the Lord. He's been doing this full time for 10 years. And he told me, he came to one of the men's camp. And that was my first time that I met him. I knew his cousin. And anyway, 
When I shook his hand and I started praying for him, the Lord brought this revelation of the spirit of adoption mm. that transformed his life. Mm. And, and he said to me after, he said, Chris, he said, it was like I was born again all over again. Praise the and Lord. now he not only speaks about Jesus Christ, the Savior, mm. he speaks about Jesus bringing the introduction to the Father. See, Jesus as Savior, to me, is only half the gospel, though it's the most important. But Jesus came to reveal the Father to us, and that's where we receive the spirit of adoption. Wow, that is incredible. Because, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we find our, our families come from one generation to the next generation. It just, the cycle just doesn't seem to stop. And, you know, I think, and hence it escalates into a situation where they go from one, uh, you know, one bad decision to another bad decision and, you know, um, in, and, and land up in prison. And uh, yet, even us that are out of a prison, we are still in a prison. Mm -hmm. You know, our hearts are imprisoned uh, with this whole uh, you know, parents getting divorced and really struggling to see uh, the way out. But how do we, um, as as parents, uh, try and manage that, that we can get that whole completed with, you know, with the Lord, obviously, as, as the one that fills us up? Well, again, you know, what I tell the people that I'm working with and spiritually fathering, the best way is to be an example. Don't preach at your kids. Live Christ in there front of them. And then you could say like Paul, follow me as I follow Christ. I remember when I first got saved, which is 40 years ago now, my pastor said to me, he said, Chris, I was working for my dad's company. He says, you might be the only Bible that people would read. It's your life becomes the word. That's right. And when people see God's love flow through you, ministry is not an issue. It's all around us. There's people in need all around us. You don't have to go looking for ministry. It's mm. there. You know, I had at one time of Jesus and, and, and it's like, I, you would never see Jesus running from one appointment to the next. Where Jesus was... He ministered. He ministered. Amen. It was there. And yes. that's what I'm learning from that. So when, when I think of Jesus, whether it was the woman at the well, whether it was Peter that went off track, he was there and he spoke. God's love and God's heart to the people all the time. Mm. And he did not move without the unction of the Father. No. Seeking his, seeking he his said, face. I only do those things I see my Father yes. do. Praise so. the Lord. So we're going to just take a, 
get onto the next track and then your time just flies. I mean, every time I'm, you know, <laughs> it just goes and I just think, oh, Lord, where are we going to have more time? But I just want to encourage you, family and friends as well, that we need to go and visit our Facebook page. You know, we've got so much activity there and it tells you so much more about who our station is. And um, we have got a whole amazing uh, following there as well. So please go and look at our Facebook page and Say to show us that you are um, connecting with us, and then as well, we have got an incredible uh, option of WhatsApping us if you want to know anything more about our, our um, speakers or our guests or ourselves, even if there's anything that we can pray for. Um, our WhatsApp line is 081 729 Our SMS line is 37988. Our telegram number is the same as our WhatsApp number, 081-729-1657. So we're going to listen to our next track, and then we're going to continue, this, uh, continue with this amazing topic that we're needing to, very relevant for today. Good afternoon, and thank you for joining me, Renette Maiberg, on 729 AM, and we have the privilege of having Chris uh, brochure in the studio with us and he's off to a massive trip again tomorrow and he has been such so good to us here in South Africa and loving our people so much that he keeps coming back and ministers here to our uh, prisoners, uh, those that are lost, but even those businessmen and people that have the way forward to know, understand the heart, the father's cry, that it being He's written this beautiful book called Sons Come Home. And every chapter, it is so easy on the eye to read. And it is just, but it's so packed and powerful with some golden, golden nuggets. And, you know, we are just so privileged to have you here again today um, uh, and making time for us here on Radio Pulpit. We really appreciate it. And I know that you've got so much to share with us. And, you know, you are currently dealing a lot with gangsters and you were just sharing how you've just made a documentary, putting a documentary together. But what is it that, you know, a lot of our believers actually have to live on a daily basis and having to navigate themselves through all the hardships that they are going through? Well, <clears throat> I mean, there's no easy answer, mm. but I can give you some of the answers that I received over yes. the last 40 years. And this one sticks out to me because once you know why you're here on earth, your whole world changes and people say well that's that's kind of a, a an odd way of saying it but it's the truth so listen to this in Ephesians chapter 1 in verse 11 it says through our union with Christ we too have been claimed by God as his own inheritance before we were even born mm. He gave us our destiny that we would fulfill the plan of God who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. So the way I look at it, God has a plan for us. And if we line up with him, he's going to make sure that that plan is fulfilled. Comes to pass. Mm. So it's not us about doing, doing, doing. It's us being with him. And this, I mean, I've ran businesses for at least 25 years in the last 40 years. 
And sometimes the stress level can be so high. You can't make the payroll. You know, one thing or another happens. And so you kind of wonder, you said, well, how am I going to handle this stress? But knowing that you're in the plan of God, all of a sudden it becomes his problem. Yes. And and you can release that. And yes, you can work hard. I, I believe in working hard. I mean, I was raised in a home where you get up early and you work. But while you work, you're resting in your father's love. Yes. And it removes that stress level. And it's amazing how much more you will oh, yes. accomplish when you don't have all that stress on you. And you could think straight. And this is why I look at this scripture. God already planned the destiny for me. Mm. And what I need to do is to line up. Now, we know that in the last couple of years, we've had this, uh, you know, pandemic and all that. You could imagine how much harder it is to travel than it was before. And so back in October, when I started traveling again, the Lord spoke to me and he says, I will teach you how to navigate through this. Mm. So again, you have to rest in him and say, Lord. So this whole thing about sonship goes a lot deeper Mm. than just having a revelation. It's a way of life. Mm. You know, we said earlier, Jesus said, I only do those things I see my father do. Then he says, I only say those things I hear my father say. So he was in constant relationship with his father. That's why in Romans 8, it says that the sons of God are led by the spirit of the Lord. They're led Mm -hmm. by God. So when you're led, God is pulling you. He's not pushing you. That's correct. See, the enemy pushes people, and I've seen that. Drives them. Oh, yeah. He pushes them to strive and to worry about this, and what's my next contract? How successful am I? What are the people looking at me? It's like, just give all that up and say, you know what? Today, this is what I'm going to do. Yes. And you do it by the grace of God, and I tell you, it brings the peace. Mm in your home like never before and and that's what i i want to do you know there's almost like a controversy in the book of hebrews it says strive to enter into the rest and it's like i know it's kind of it's like a oxymoron it's like what the heck is he saying but it's true so that's something that we should search for Mm -hmm. to enter into the rest of god and to stay there. Amen. And then you can walk with the Lord day by day. It is so strange that word came to me right now while I was sitting and listening to you. He says in the word, he says, my rest, will, my strength will rest on you. And that's where we will gain our strength is that resting in him. And that it is such a confirmation of what the Lord is teaching me right now. Come, let, his, let my strength rest on you. And that is where we don't do enough of. We don't spend enough time with him and to hear him and, and clattering our lives and that drivenness. It is unnecessary. That is, we don't have to move until the Lord says we need mm-hmm. to move. And we don't hear him because we're so busy rushing, 
from one thing to the next and again about what the world sees what is you know we hear and what have we got what have we accomplished and how successful we are is so uh, especially in the man's world and that's where <laughs> men fail they end up doing silly things for greed and for uh, you know and end up in prison and doing things that is all driven because they feel that they've failed yeah. So that is where I feel this is such an important book about our sonship of, you know, knowing who we are in the whole process, that we don't feel so driven as long as we matter to the Lord. Um, just for instance, uh, Saturday, I, over the weekend, I did a men's camp. Mm. And uh, Sunday morning, I got up and I, you know, we were really busy all weekend and ministering to these guys and so forth. And when I got up, I said, Lord, I need time with you. And I, I laid there in my bed with my Bible, and I started meditating on the Lord. And I told the guys, I got there a little late because I'm sleeping in a cottage next to them. And, and uh, when I got back, I said, you know, I almost didn't make it to the meeting. And they looked at me, why? Like, you're just next door. <laughs> And I said, because I was in the presence of the Lord and I didn't want to get out. And I'm telling you, as business people, fathers, husbands, you need to get in the word and get into the presence of your heavenly father. Yes, You're going to have wisdom like beyond anybody's understanding. It's the revelation in the meditation. That is, for me, something I have learned in this time, yeah. especially in these perilous times that we are living in. Mm -hmm. We'll be running helter-skelter, trying to grab at straws. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that, but it looks, really. And I just find finding that we're needing to rest. So thank you so much um, for, for those golden nuggets. Um, you know, uh, Chris, we just appreciate the fact that you've got such wisdom and knowledge. And you've gone actually through the back door where people have really already been so far pushed in the lostness. Um, and then bringing back, you know, it's never too late to be great. I really believe that. <laughs> you know, that you can come out, these young men can come out of prison and become people that God ordained them to be originally get back to the blueprint so we really appreciate the and the work that you're doing right now so we're gonna have another break I just I just wish I could spend another two hours with you I just <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much and we're gonna continue and we just give us an idea of how we can get the book and you know where we can uh, you know look out for you and your website and just so that we can follow you and see where we can when you come back to South Africa that we can just see what you're doing but thank you so much so far. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon, family and friends. And we have Christian Joseph Brusher in the studio with us. And he's written this incredible book. I mean, The Father's Cry called Sons Come Home. He's actually got an Afrikaans version that's been printed. And it is, you cannot believe how this can transform your whole family, your whole relationship with the Lord. I can tell you now, I have, I keep it so close by and I refer to it whenever I need to share something with one of my people that I counsel or need to as a family. So, uh, Chris, thank you so much. You know, you were sharing with us about the, the rough, tough road that some people have to take, getting back to their blueprint of what the Lord has actually ordained them to do, 
to be before they've made all their mistakes. And that's where we all are at this stage. You know, it's never too late for that change. You, you know, that I loved what you said. It's never too late to, you know, because our Father is our advocate, he's our redeemer. He's our restorer. He resets the buttons and <laughs> yeah, he resets and he reinstates us. So I just want to ask you that you can maybe just share with us how it's never too late where you are right now, how we can navigate ourselves through these times. Yeah. Um, like I said, in, in, in my journey, I've worked with young people. I've worked with very mature adult, like even in their 60s, mm. 70s. And to see the love of God transform yes. them. So just as a testimony, the last couple of days we've been working at interviewing some of the sons that I've been mentoring for eight, ten years. And the producer that was working, he said to me yesterday when I brought him to the airport, he said, Chris, he says, I knew about your ministry, but he said, it's hard to believe that sonship, walking with God as a son, can transform some of the worst of the worst. And this should give hope to anybody. And these young men, by the age of 17, one of them had murdered three people. And he was going to be in prison. I just found out yesterday that it was 73 years. Yes. They cut it down to 42 but he got saved in prison and God transformed his life. Mm. And then when he got a hold of my book, he came to know God as his father. Amen. And he said it went to a whole new level. Mm. Well, he came out of prison after 17 years. Now he's married, he's got a child, and he's working full time. And he's also a minister of the gospel. But I told him, I said, right now, I said, concentrate on your wife and your son. And I'm telling you, when, when this, uh, the producer was hearing the story, he said, I have it right in front of me. So it's never too late. There was a man in prison in Durban when I did the prison tour eight, nine years ago, 72 years old. And I don't know how long he had been in there, but he came up for prayer. And I remember praying with him and the Lord said, tell him you are forgiven. And when I shared this man, the word that God has just given me, it was like four things, you know, you are forgiven. Mm. He literally started dancing around the inmates in his orange suit mm. and everything. He felt so free. This is probably the first time. I don't know how much guilt this man carried. Mm -hmm. I don't know how long he'd been in there, but probably 20, 30 years in prison already. And now he is forgiven. So when you realize that Jesus really did come to forgive us, I don't care if you've been in the church your whole life or you're in prison. We still need that forgiveness. Yes. Yes, because, because it even is even fathers outside ah, prison oh, it, make horrible mistakes. And, and, and so I tell the people, I said, you know, I said, if I grew up the way you grew up mm -hmm. around the gangs, I said, I'd be in here next to you. That's right. God had a different purpose for me. And now I'm coming to them to help them. And it's like you put your hand in there and you pull them up. So I want to share this with the audience.
Some of you might be ones that go into prison. Don't go there with a bunch of religion and do's and don'ts. They don't need that. They have enough rules in mm. prison to kind of tell you about it. I just heard it the last four days, like specifically, go there and love them. You know, the young man I was telling you about earlier, yes. he said what changed him was a lady that came and hugged him. Yes. And she said, I love you with the love of the Lord. And he thought, you don't even know me. How can you love me? But that love started Transfer. working on him. Mm. And it was a matter of about three months he got saved. Yes. And now... He's helping hundreds, hundreds of people. Hundreds of people are going. And you know, funny enough that you're saying that. I, I, I was watching a documentary on a, guy, a young man that was um, on death row. And he landed up there at 14. And um, he said, not every man is your friend and not every man is your enemy but every man is your teacher and i really consider you as wow, a teacher that's, that's beautiful. powerful beautiful and i really consider you one of those teachers the, the lord put you on that side this side to teach these young men that you can learn it's not about rules it's about learning learning on who who man is and you know i just want to Thank you so much. You know, the, the, what you shared about the fact that we need to go in with love. Only the Lord's love can, do, can transfer. Oh. And if once that's transferred, the heart is, I, I, I feel always that these young men's hearts are so full of uh, barnacles, you know, and they're stuck. They're like, their rudders are broken. It's not working. And that's why the, cap, the captain of the ship just goes mm -hmm. shipwrecked. And I just feel that we need to get to that Clean, cleansing of those barnacles. They've been so hurt and so wounded. So many hearts are wounded. And we cannot just come in there and say, yes, no, and this is the way to go. So thank you so much. You know, I really am so grateful for what you're do, doing for our, our people. And thank you for coming back to us. And thank <laughs> you for setting yourself up for the whole of Africa. And may the Lord just continuously use you mightily and Maxine, that you'll, that you'll give you the strength and the endurance and just carry on making this amazing impact and coaching all of us. I mean, even in the hour that I've spent with you now through your book, I just, I've learned so much of who, who our absolutely wonderful father, yes, our young man that's also agreeing with us here now. And just in this short time, how we appreciate what you are doing for us and coaching us in this time that our men need to know who they are. Our people need to know who they are in Christ. Mm -hmm. So thank you for making um, time with just us. Just quickly, um, you know, again, for the ones that feel there's no hope, I was also in the maximum security. Yes. Now, these people have been there for a long time. This happened just last week. And at the end, I said, how many of you want to be adopted by God? Sure. And, mm -hmm. and, and I said, you come to the front. Now, these are hardcore yes. you know, prisoners. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of them have already committed their life to Christ, so that's why they, they come to the meetings, but not all of them. And I'm telling you to see them raise their hands and say, I want to be your son. Oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> it's, that's why I keep going back. 
that's why there's just nobody can, can, can match yeah, that. Yeah, you can imagine that. Is that is only the Lord. That is only the Lord. But thank you so much for the work that you're doing. So we can get your book, an e-book. Yes, on it's on Amazon, and it is a little difficult because I'm from overseas. Yes. But you can get the e-book definitely on yes, Amazon. Yes, that is wonderful. The Father's Cry, Sons Come Home. Amen. And it was written, first of all, for Africa. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for loving us <laughs> so much, Chris. We will definitely have you back when you come back to South Africa. I see. I, I saw that. I saw that the first time I met you. I said, yes, you love us. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. And we just pray that you'll take care. And uh, you know how to get hold of us on our WhatsApp as well. We've got a lovely counseling uh, line as well, 91 double seven double uh, double oh and you can contact us if you need any prayer as and and press option one but contact us anytime and we will see you next week and i am going to be having a wonderful guest on again next week but i will see you and take care stick to the rules and be safe goodbye This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.